A podcast we'd like you to check out is Movie Sign with the Mads. Join Frank Conniff and Trace Ballou of MST3K and Carolina Hidalgo of Sirius Radio on a film odyssey exploring the good, the bad, and the weird. You can find Movie Sign with the Mads on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Google Play. Just search for Movie Sign with the Mads. What the hell's going on out here? Nuke's scared because his eyelids are jammed and his old man's here. We need a live rooster to take the curse off Jose's glove, and nobody seems to know what to get Millie or Jimmy for their wedding present. Right. We're yeah. dealing with a lot of shit. Well, uh, candlesticks always make a nice gift, and uh, maybe you can find out where she's registered, maybe a place setting or maybe a silverware pattern. Okay, let's get to it. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Late Seating. I am Jason Harding. And I'm Steve Shives. Hey, Steve. Yes, Skip? You want to come to the office for a second? Oh, okay. Uh, Shut the door behind you, would you? (sighs) This is the toughest job a manager of movie critics has. I just got a call down from the League of Critics and, well, hell. There's some critic out in Bluefield they want to bring up. I put in a good word for you with the League, uh, you know, told him I think you'd make a one hell of a critic manager. Might be an opening in Hagerstown. You had one hell of a year, Steve, but, well, you know how it is. I fucking quit. (laughs) Well, I I suppose you could do that, walk away from, you know, more than 12 years of critiquing. I mean, you have a good record, Steve. Why walk away from it? Quit? I didn't think that would... Gee, Steve, why don't you just quit everything, you big quitter baby? I, I don't want to break the all-time critic record. This is how criticism works. You get fired for no reason because some younger critic who has better ideas about the movies that the young folks are making now to replace you. You know the youngers... You know they all wear garters under their uniforms, don't you? What? <laughs> yeah. I don't know who I am anymore. How's an old-time <laughs> critic like you feel about that? I don't feel good. <laughs> I feel confused. I, I gotta go lay down and rethink my life choices. Oh, Lord. Hey, everybody. Confused Guess what? Dead. That opening bit didn't say anything about what we do about the show, but some of you thinking that I just fired Steve. I, I really did. He doesn't know yet. He still thinks it's a joke. I can hear I you. I think talking quietly into the microphone, he won't hear what I'm saying. No one no one ruined that illusion for me. It's the only way I can, I can make it through these is if I pretend that me and you, when I talk to you like this, you, the audience, and Steve is just like staring out the window. Right, Steve? <laughs> oh, yeah. I was just thinking about how I can't wait to do this show forever. Oh, God. I feel so bad. He's not... Okay, he's not really fired, okay? It was just a joke. Anyway, um, on this show, since we're going to get around to what we do eventually, (laughs) uh, Steve and I take a classic film, and we give it a fresh review to see if it lives up to its reputation, whether that reputation is good or bad. And this time around, we're going to take a look at one of the movies that has a lot to say about people fucking each other. Mm -hmm. Or baseball. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much either one. The movie we're going to review this time is the classic... American film about baseball, fucking voodoo, um, <laughs> what else is in there? Uh, philosophy, a really, really explicit poem by Walt Whitman, mm-hmm. like grossly, very wow, hokey smokes. Walt. Like, like yeah, really uncomfortable literature <laughs> course in college. 
The movie we're going to review is Bull Durham. Right, Steve? That's it. Hey, you got any trivia you want to share with the audience before we start? Um, no. What? <laughs> No wonder I'm no wonder I'm firing you, son. I know. I, uh, Ke- Kevin Costner actually hit two home runs during during production. That's right. Yeah. Um, Kevin Costner got cast because he actually played minor league ball, didn't he? Yeah. Or ball in? Did he play ball in college or in minor, I, was I, minor I, league? I don't know. He was a, he was athletic though. He knew how to play the game. Yeah. This is this is this words. is pure Costner. This is Costner at the height of his masculine powers and at the height of his ability to deliver lines in an unconvincing fashion <laughs> with absolute. No, <laughs> well, although he inflection at all whatsoever. Although he did top himself a few years after that with his Robin Hood film. Oh yeah, where he doesn't try at all. <laughs> where he he has an English accent for like particular sentences and then just forgets about it. <laughs> Well, that's a good bit of trivia. I don't think I have any trivia either. I, I failed. I'm firing it myself. Come on in here, me. <laughs> yeah? You suck. Get out. Okay. Podcast cast is yours, Steve. Oh. Bye-bye, everybody. <laughs> I'm leaving. Jason's gone. Now we can finally <laughs> review the He-Man animated movie that I've always wanted to. <laughs> We're gonna. Is that is that the Christmas one where where Skeletor learns about the joy of Christmas through two Earthling children that get transported to Eternia? No, but we're doing that one too. Actually, no. Oh, there, 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 there was a He-Man movie that was actually theatrically released. Okay, I'm hiring myself back to yeah. protect the audience okay. from that review. But hi, okay. everybody. We're never going to review the, any of that ever. <laughs> Don't listen to Steve. Damn you! You ready to do the Who Made It? Yeah. All right. Bull Durham was directed by Ron Shelton, who went on went on to make other movies, like White Man Can't Jump. Did he make that? Did he? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he did. Yeah, yes, he did. I think so. Um, produced by Tom Mount and Mark Berg. Written by Ron Shelton. Starring Kevin Costner as Crash Davis. Susan Sarandon. <sighs> Why don't they ever marry me, Steve? <laughs> Can you answer me that? Why can't they come find me out in the suburbs be- of San Francisco be- and knock on my door and say, I am for you, Jason Harding? <laughs> well, because she got out of stasis early and she already imprinted uh, on someone else. She imprinted on Tim Robbins. <laughs> God damn it. Not for life, though, apparently. Susan Sarandon as Annie Savoy. And here's a little bit of trivia. Do you know what an Annie is when you're in the minor leagues? What is and I think in the major leagues as well. What? It's the nickname players give to the girls that hang around the dugout and who want to fuck them. Oh, see, baseball is way more classy than wrestling because in wrestling they just call them rats. <laughs> oh, God! I think I'd rather be a baseball groupie, just based on the nicknames. Yeah, it's much nicer. Yeah. Tim Robbins as Ebby Calvin Meat Nuke Lelouch. <laughs> you know who the studio wanted to play uh, to play Ebby? Oh, uh, no, who? And I'm so glad they didn't get their way. In fact, uh, Ron Shelton threatened to quit if they insisted on putting this guy in the movie. Anthony Michael Hall. Oh, no. 16 Candles, Anthony Michael Hall. No, that wouldn't work. No, no, no. I don't think 95 mile an hour fastball pitcher when I think no. Anthony Michael Hall. I barely think that when I watch Tim Robbins, but at yeah. least I still buy it. At least he's tall. Yeah, he's tall, but he doesn't have, he has the physique of physique of someone who sells suits for a living. He does not have the physique of someone who plays baseball. Not even, not even in the late 80s. No, not really. Okay. Trey Wilson as Joe Skip Riggins. Uh, Robert Wool as Larry Hockett. William O'Leary as Jimmy. Jenny Robertson as Millie. Oh, I forgot to mention uh, Trey Wilson, who plays the manager. 
and also played, you might recognize him as the guy who plays the father in Raising Arizona. He's mm. a great character actor. He's a fantastic character actor who unfortunately, a few months after this movie came out, at the age of 40, died of a brain aneurysm. Mm. And we were robbed of this actor right after that. So I'm glad that this was his, he does a great job in this movie. Yeah. And, um, and I'm, you know, I'm glad for the performances we got, but I just wanted to bring the entire podcast down so that we'll all be sad. <laughs> we start out sad, like a J.J. Abrams movie, yeah. and then we get happy. Anyway, Robert Wool in one of the few roles where I don't absolutely hate him, mm. as Larry Hockett, William O'Leary as Jimmy, Jenny Robertson as that other Annie, but her name is Millie, <laughs> also maybe Annie Jr., I suppose, mm. Danny Gans as Deke, Max Patkin as a walking nightmare, <laughs> I'm sorry, as himself. The clown prince of baseball, come on now. The, uh, he's so gross. <laughs> he's much nicer when he's not out in the field, but the rest of the time he's that uncomfortable uncle who thinks he's funny. Yeah. There are some bad traditions about baseball guys this is one of them i'm pretty sure he's not alive anymore so i don't think he's going to get upset but if any members of his family are listening i'm sure he was a wonderful man a great grandfather a fantastic great grand you know who's a nice guy all around or maybe he wasn't and you guys are like stop saying that he would come in drunk and beat us all with a broken whiskey bottle i don't know the man personally i'm just saying i kind of wish he wasn't <laughs> yeah we're just saying professionally speaking he was nightmare fuel yeah there you go music by michael convertino I guess he plays a real mean sex. <laughs> By the way, this movie has some awesome late 80s sex saxophone in yeah, it. Yeah, baby. It? it sure does. Um, cinematography by Bobby Byrne. Edited by Robert Layton and Adam Weiss. It was distributed by the late Orion Pictures. <laughs> a moment of silence for Orion Pictures, please. No, fuck them. And the release date was June 15th, 1988. Running time, 108 minutes. It was budgeted at $7 million and it made $58 million. So it's considered a success. Yeah, and it it, uh, it sort of triggered a, a minor resurgence for a few years in baseball movies from Hollywood. Somehow, yeah. AFI's list, uh, play, I know, I don't think it's AFI, maybe it's Rotten Tomatoes, one of them stupid lists about sports movies places this at 40 as far as sports movies go. Hmm. I don't know, I would expect it to be a little bit higher, but I don't a know. A lot of other lists have it as sometimes as number one. Yeah, it's I know. generally ranked very high. Yeah. All right, Steve, you ready to go uh, get our haircuts and the mullets uh, and and uh, listen to some sexy saxophone music as we travel back in time in our, our red Porsche to uh, watch this old time old timey? I guess it could. No, it's not old time. This late 80s baseball movie? Yeah, let's just remember breathe through your eyeballs and and no. and don't mess with a streak. No, never mess with a streak. Whatever guys. you're doing, keep doing if it. If you see him running around there with no with no clothes on, that person's crazy. You you tackle him right <laughs> to the ground but without trying to touch too much of him yeah. so the cops can come and take that streak away. Yeah, the streak. That's what you're talking about, right? Absolutely, yeah. Yes, it, clearly in this context, that's what I meant. That's why they called him the streak. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> he had mental issues from a pattern of childhood abuse. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, Ray Stevens is really getting dark, isn't he? He's insightful, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> this, this album is much more mature than It's Me Again, Margaret. I mean, clearly he's matured as a writer. He'll always live with a longing to run around with no clothes. <laughs> but thanks to the prescription medication, he keeps his urges under control. There you go. It was a breakthrough. None of our audience knows what the fuck we're talking about. <laughs> They may have seen the infomercial for the, the, the best of Ray Stevens at one point. Maybe. You know, flipping through the channels, they saw that commercial. Like, oh, it's that guy who sang that song that my grandmother really likes. 
It's a guy my grandparents think is really funny. All right, we got in the Porsche. We got to go. Yeah, Come okay, on, sorry. Go. Yeah, we're burning gas. Come on, the team bus is going to leave. We got we got 12, 12 days out on the road. We got to go. <laughs> okay, let's do it. All right, here we go into the world of Bull Durham. Yes. Steve? Yes. Into Take the, us away. Into the Carolina League. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, so we start out with the, the opening credits. They're sort of like a baseball picture montage. Old-timey baseball photos. Old-timey, because they're, I mean, they really, they want to set the hook right away. You yeah, know? That, this movie, hey guys, guess what? This movie's about baseball. Yeah. For all but the- we're, we're showing major league photos of major league players, but this isn't about the major leagues. No, it's about... Bait and switch. Exactly, but they, they do, they, they, they want to get all the baseball romantics in the audience. Make sure that we're oh, going to stay feeling all, getting all, oh, I remember baseball. Yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. <laughs> Game ain't like it used to be. Nah, now there's blacks in it. Yeah. <laughs> People getting up and walking out of the theater with Grandpa, the... Jesus Christ. <laughs> What's next? Koreans? Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> People getting up and walking out of the theater when the picture of Jackie Robinson comes in. <laughs> like, Not in this lifetime, buddy. I have to close my eyes when I watch baseball whenever I see someone that's not white playing it. Mm. <laughs> Sorry guys. <laughs> Goddamn Dominicans and Cubans coming up here playing our game. Mm-hmm. And the credits are all photos. Um, there's this uh, song playing, which I like to call the Yes Song, because that's the only lyric in the song. Right, Steve? Yeah. Yes. It's like a gospel-y kind of song that never either gets started or finishes, because it's just, yes, yes. <laughs> For the entire thing, I'm like, uh huh. What 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 are you agreeing to? <laughs> There's someone off off mic going. Do you like baseball? Yes. <laughs> Do you really though? Do you like getting paid to have your song? And this is the opening song of this movie. Yes. yes. Yeah. So <sighs> so after the credits wind down, we meet uh, our one of our lead characters and our narrator, which is uh, Annie Savoy, played by Susan Sarandon. <sighs> I know. And she explains to us that every year. Uh, she chooses a different member of her local minor league team. The well, first she says that she believes in the Church of Baseball. Right. Baseball, is, she's tried all the other religions, and baseball is the only thing that's ever worked for her. Which, unless you guys in the audience haven't guessed, since this is the second baseball movie we've done, <laughs> simply because we love baseball, that Steve and I are members of that church. Oh, <laughs> yes. Yes, yes. When there's a later scene where, where Kevin Costner's character describes major league ballparks as being like cathedrals, and I was like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, but yeah, so yeah, she, she's she's a lifelong baseball fan, and she thinks about baseball in very deep religious terms. And she also knows a lot about mm-hmm. the game. Oh, yeah, she does. And, uh, she, and her local minor league Class A ball club is the Durham Bulls. And she looks so good. She's, she's an attractive she looks, lady, Jason. She's, she's an attractive so lady. She's so good looking. <laughs> she's so good looking, and she's smart. And she likes baseball. She, you know what she is. What is she? She's the manic baseball dream girl. Yes, totally. Absolutely. She's the, the, the jaw-droppingly hot and intelligent woman who knows more about baseball than you do. <laughs> yep. Exactly. She's she's a magic lady. <laughs> she's a magic lady. And uh she and every year she chooses one member of the team to sort of hook up with and also mentor in the game. Yeah, it's not just for sex. No, it's she She just doesn't want to bone them. She wants to improve their game. Exactly. Or and and to read them poetry. Yeah, while they're tied up to a bed. Yeah, cuz I mean, how else are you going to get baseball players to sit still while you read them poetry? And as she says, men will sit through anything is so long as they think it's foreplay. Yeah. And boy, that is such an accurate statement. Ain't it, though? 
I don't do this. I've sat through so much crap, Steve. I dated Wiccans. I've, <laughs> I've, I have heard so much stuff, and it's like, oh, well, if this is foreplay, I'll go for it. Yeah, there were, there weren't, there, there, there probably weren't too many dudes watching the movie going, <laughs> I don't get that. That, uh, what? What's she no. talking about? I enjoy listening to about my wife's book club. Yeah. Or why no one at the office understands her. It's great. <laughs> I, ho- I hope she tells me about her dreams again today. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so we see her getting ready. Yeah. Right? And she gets in her car and she goes down to the ballpark, right? Yeah. And there we see the ballpark and it's a... You know, okay, now let's let's get this out of the way. It's, it's not a major league park. No. It's minor leagues. It's a franchise team for a larger... Isn't it? Yeah. Is, isn't it? Yeah. And it's, it's... and it's Class A, which is almost the bottom of the affiliated minor leagues. There's also the rookie leagues, but essentially Class A is like the lowest you can get in, minor yeah, league, in affiliated exactly. minor league baseball. Mm-hmm. So it's a... It's a it's a nice mid-sized park, I would say. Yeah. It, it shows, and, and I'll get this out of the way right now, it really does depict um, Class A minor league games fairly accurately yeah. as far as attendance and as far as their facilities go and stuff like that, wouldn't you say? Definitely. Because the, the local ball team in Hagerstown near where I live is a Class A team, and so the, the stadium and the, the level of interest you know, from the community mm-hmm. that you see in this movie is very similar to what I I've seen when I've gone to to Hagerstown Suns I'll, games. I'll tell you this much: I enjoy minor league games more. Oh, so do I. I love minor and league I'll, baseball. I like minor league baseball a little bit more. No, nothing against my Giants. Don't get me wrong. Um, but the big ballparks are super expensive way saturated with a whole bunch of product yeah. and hyper-crowded. And if you just want to go and watch baseball, you can't beat a minor league stadium. Absolutely or not. a minor you, league team. You can get like a front row seat <laughs> to a minor yeah. league ball, ball game for a tiny fraction of what you'd be paying for <laughs> like an okay seat at a major league game. Yeah, you don't have to go, oh, I, I got to see a game and now I'm bankrupt. Yeah. <laughs> How am I going to get home? <laughs> <laughs> the game was awesome. Now I'm mm-hmm. just going to be stuck here. So she's going, she's sitting down, she's got little tiny binoculars and a whole bunch of notepads and stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. And uh, and I think at this point we meet Millie too, don't we? Yeah, no, not yet. Um, this oh, is no, okay, yes. Yeah, we, we, the scariest in... <laughs> mascot ever, and I'm not talking about the old man. I'm talking about oh, that yeah. thing in rags that's supposed to be dressed up like a bull. The bull, yes, of course. You don't think... And then we meet... What? <laughs> you, don't, you don't think it's a charming little mascot? No, I think it's a poor person stuck in one of the worst costumes I've ever seen in my life who in this film gets hit with a ball repeatedly. (laughs) I'm really surprised that when they showed the mascot pull off his head, this person did not have extensive brain damage. (laughs) It's kind of like the Minotaur at like a cut rate Ren Fair, (laughs) you know? (laughs) Thrill, ladies, ye gentlemen, at the Minotaur. Rar. Rar. <laughs> this is Greek mythology. It's stupid. Shut, shut ye up. <laughs> shut ye pie hole, peasant. <laughs> yeah, okay, so. <laughs> yeah, we better nip this right in the bud. <laughs> this is where this this is where we meet not just Millie, but also one of our other main yeah. characters, which would be uh, Ebby, Ebby. Lelouch, yeah. uh, played by Tim Robbins. And we first see his butt. Yeah, we do. He's, well, because he's, he's fucking he's, Millie in the locker room. Yeah, he's like the 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 new guy he's the the hot young prospect and he hasn't shown up yet and it's almost game time so the the manager skip goes back 
to get him, uh-huh. and he's have he's having relations with. He's fucking that girl. He's, he's fucking Millie with Millie the Annie. He's not having relations. <laughs> he's having relations. having relations. Is sitting down drinking tea and eating a sandwich. That's not what they're doing. Was that not what he was doing? Oh, I'm sorry. No, he I was away giving her whatever diseases he was, managed to pick up. He was doing what athletes do with groupies. Not you. he was doing what everyone on the team has done, which is Millie. Yeah, not. <laughs> Not usually in the clubhouse right before a game, but nonetheless. We don't know. Uh, well, hey, really seems to get around. That's true, but I mean, and you know what? Actually, Skip just sort of, he seems, he doesn't seem shocked by it. He's just sort of like, all right, come on. No, actually, was, Skip doesn't know it's Millie, and he's like, don't come in here when just to get a piece of ass. And then Millie pops oh, yeah. up, and he goes, who are you calling a piece of ass? And he's like, oh, I'm sorry, Millie. <laughs> sorry, Millie. <laughs> but if you come down here again, I'm going to have to bar-, bar you from the ballpark. And uh, so, yeah, that's our introduction. Um, can I bring something up? Yes, please. Um, so then we cut to, uh, you know, uh, Ebby goes out there, and he starts pitching. And uh, he can pitch real fast, huh, Steve? Yeah, he, he throws the ball mighty hard. Yeah, and in fact, he pitches faster towards the end of the game than at the beginning of the game, mm-hmm. which I think is impossible. But, you know, I don't know. But he's he can throw it like 95 miles an hour, yeah. right? But um, he lacks, as as uh, Annie says, he lacks control, right? Oh, yes. Uh, mainly because he's throwing the ball at anything. <laughs> he doesn't seem to know what pitching is because he's throwing it up in the stadium. He's hitting the mascot. He's, he's killing people out in the, out the stands. Yeah. He's throwing it at nearby planes. <laughs> um, and even... For even for you know level A minor league, there's no way this dude got picked up. I don't care how fast he, how fast his fastball is. Yeah, no. Would you agree that there is no way with someone with that level of incompetence of getting the ball anywhere near the batter? Like he's throwing way over the head, their heads, and I, I'm not exaggerating. This is what's in the movie. Yeah, he. I would think that he. I mean, if he had played baseball his entire life, you would think that he would have learned more control than that, like just from playing in high school. Uh, yeah, because it's hard to imagine. Uh, yeah, okay. Class A is like the lowest level of, of class A is yeah. But still, yeah. I mean, by the time you get to class A, you should at least he still got <laughs> scouted. Someone yeah. saw him throwing balls at you know everything <laughs> and went, yeah, he can play baseball. <laughs> I would if I saw someone pitching like that. I don't care how fast they can pitch. This person obviously does not know what baseball is. <laughs> You would at least, I mean, I could see maybe somebody seeing him like as just a raw prospect, but he he, mm-hmm. he wouldn't, I, I find it really hard to believe that he would be placed on a team before he had learned He would be a raw pro- prospect if he was a freshman in high school. Yeah, that's true, because he, yeah, he's like in his 20s now. Yeah, he, but if he has those control issues, but yeah, and then we cut to a, a completely unbelievable thing, okay? He says, well, he walked, what is it? He walked eight batters, right? But he also struck out eight. Eight. Yeah. I don't see how he did that. Yeah. How did he do that? How did, how did he? We only saw him. We only saw him throwing balls at the moon how did he how did he strike out eight people how did he throw eight strikes let alone strike out the batters on the other team just started swinging at balls that weren't even going anywhere near the plate (laughs) i'm tired of being walked every time i'm just gonna start swinging i don't care (laughs) maybe i'll hit something so uh so he's got some he's got some control issues and he says as much yeah yeah and uh, then we go to uh, Crash Davis. Yeah, he he shows after up. The game. He he reports after the game because mm-hmm. he's no fool. He doesn't show up at the beginning of the game because then they'll make him play that game. Just like all great characters, he comes in from out of the mists of time. <laughs> yes, with no hint of where he was right before that. Right, I don't remember them saying where where he was playing before. I don't think they ever specifically mentioned. They m- kind of make it sound like he hasn't been playing. Yeah. So the league, the uh, the the organization, because they never say you know who owns the team. 
came right. over and says, uh, I guess called him and said, hey, we got this pitcher and we can't control him. <laughs> I don't know how they know that since this was Ebby's first game, his debut game. He's never pitched for the Bullham Durs. I Maybe in, in practice when he accidentally pelted cars the next town <laughs> over with, with his pitches. They went, this guy's got control issues. <laughs> we better get somebody. Uh-huh. So they call Crash. Crash right? Davis, played by Kevin Costner. Yeah. Crash uh, comes in and he's like, hi, I'm a baseball badass. <laughs> um, I'm kind of tired. I'm kind of over this baseball thing. Yeah. And that's how I'm going to put I'm going to I'm kind of over the baseball. And they say, hey, Crash, here's the thing. You get to play baseball every day and you get to mature the kid because we think this kid could go to the major leagues. If you can teach him what he does out on the field when he wears a baseball uniform, if you can convince him that he's playing baseball and he's supposed <laughs> to throw the ball at the catcher's mitt, that would be awesome. Do you think you could do that? What does Crash say? Well, he's not too happy about it at first. No, what does he, he say? He says, Steve? I fucking quit. Yeah, fuck this fucking yeah, game is what he says. Fuck this fucking game. Because I've got to now handhold some rookie who doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. Yeah. And he's kind of he's kind of done. He's kind of tired of the game. Yeah, he, he's facing the reality that he's 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 too old basically to have a major league career at this point. And he says that he's not going to go. I'm anywhere. too old for this yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. So take that, Danny Glover. <laughs> Actually, I think Danny Glover said it first. But anyway, uh, <laughs> so Crash is done. Yeah, or is uh, he? He walks out of the office and he pauses, and then he mm-hmm. comes back in, and I, he and I, apparently he's going to do it. Okay, he says I'll take the job or something. I don't know. What do we cut to, Steve? What do we cut to? Oh, they're at a the bar. bar. They're at the bar. Yeah, the whole team is hanging yeah. out at the bar that night, and nobody, I guess, nobody knows Crash yet. Yeah, and uh, uh, Annie, oh, Annie's hanging out with the old guy. Yeah, who's actually much nicer when he's not being a weirdo clown doing when he's spitting n- water all over the place. <laughs> when he's not quote unquote so entertaining gross. people. <laughs> when he's <laughs> when <laughs> when the audience isn't patronizing him. Yeah. with polite applause. Um, <laughs> they're in a bar. There's dancing. Millie is now kissing on some other guy because she wants a two for she wants two in one night i guess yeah and uh crash walks in right yeah he's he's sitting at at, at, a, at a booth right and doesn't he send drinks over he sends a drink over to both uh max yeah who's playing himself yeah and to annie and then he comes over and he says hey how you doing and she's oh this is was this before or after she hit she started uh wanting to dance with uh with ebby who is dancing with everybody yeah yeah right? yeah because i think crash comes over and and he talks with annie for a little bit and then ebby comes in to interrupt right and he's like hey you want to dance and that's when crash is like no she's gonna dance with me and he's like whatever <laughs> and then ebby's like i'm gonna fight you let's go fight i'm an asshole we're gonna fight now and <laughs> and crash is like okay so they go in the back alleyway and then crash says look i don't believe in violence and then all the guys are like you're you're a wussy come on let's fight <laughs> but and he's like hey i i know what to do right we're gonna we're gonna have a baseball fight <laughs> exactly he pulls out the baseball that he carries with him at all times Exactly. It's his little friend that talks to him. Yeah. Crash, we're too old for this. Stop it. I love the game. We're too old for this. We should go find something else. You'd make a really good PE teacher. No. You be quiet, Spalding. Stop controlling me, Spalding. (laughs) You do as you're told. Crash, don't use me as a weapon again. (laughs) (laughs) I gotta teach this kid a lesson. He hands the ball over to Ebby, and he says, Tell you what, meat, you throw this ball as hard as you can at me. And Ebby's like, I'll kill you. <laughs> Spalding's like, This is going horribly wrong, Crash! <laughs> what did I tell you? But Crash tells him, No, you're not going to hit me because you're thinking about it too much. You got a million dollar arm, but you got a five cent head. Yeah, and he says you couldn't hit water if you fell out of a fucking boat. Yeah, man, he is just burning yeah. him. And so, uh, uh, you know, Ebby attempts murder. <laughs> 
Because at 95 miles an hour, if he if that ball hit him in the chest or the head, there was a potential for him to kill him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, uh, but he doesn't. He, he throws Spalding wide, and he, he crashes through the window. And kills somebody inside the bar. He kills someone inside the bar. <laughs> Spalding's like, what have I done? No, this has gone horribly wrong. <laughs> And then, um, oh, that's right. Ebby tries to throw a punch at him. Yeah. At Crash. They start wrestling. And Crash drops him with one punch. Yeah. And then he says, hey, I'm your catcher. Let's go have a drink. <laughs> Let's be friends. Yeah. They're never, are they ever really friends? I don't think we'll they ever really. We'll talk about that later. Yeah. We'll talk about it later. <laughs> and they go back in the bar. They have, they're they having a drinky drink. Annie is dancing with Max. And then Annie comes back and says, who's coming home with me? Oh, no, she doesn't say that. She says, come on, come home with me. Yeah. And they're like, which one? And she's like, both of you. <laughs> and then you rub your hands together going, oh, wow, I'm going to see, see, I'm going to see a threesome. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see Tim Robbins and Kevin Costner have sex with each other I think is what's gonna happen next <laughs> and then Susan Sarandon is sitting off to the side going I got winner <laughs> um, and you know what's weird about that scene is that um, we're, we're gonna call him Meat because that's what he's named for the rest of the film yeah. Ebby who is now Meat <laughs> Meat seems a little weirded out by it but Costner is like thinks about it for like a second yeah. and then he jumps up okay He's like, okay, that's good. He's, he's been around the block. He knows what. Mm-hmm. He knows what's up. So now we cut to Annie's um, shrine to baseball. Yeah, and Meat and Crash are sitting on the couch on opposite ends, and Annie puts a record on, yep. and she comes over and pulls up a chair, and she says, "Okay, yeah. here's 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 the ground rules. Um, I pick a guy on the team every year, and uh, he usually ends up having the best year of his career because that's just how awesome I am. Yeah, I'm a great coach and a fuck." Fuck good. And you two are the finalists, because I haven't chosen one yet this year, but it's going to be one of yeah. you two. Uh, hey, it's me, Spalding. <laughs> I think we should get the hell out of here. Come on, Crash. I think this season ends with murder. <laughs> this isn't going to go well for you. Why is my conscience in this baseball? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Remember what happened in Winston-Salem? <laughs> Shut up. Um, so Meat's too stupid to be insulted or to have feelings about this. But Crash is like, I don't audition yeah. for dating people. That's not my speed. And then um, Annie does something that she does a lot, and she starts throwing dime store philosophy at him yeah, like crazy. And that doesn't work. And then Crash gets up, and she's like, well, what do you believe in? And he says, I, I believe in trite monologues that explain who I am. Yeah, and-, and then he has the monologue that I think everyone has probably heard, even people who haven't seen it. Yeah, them. all the things that he believes in. Yeah. Yeah. Ending with what uh, I believe mm. in. I believe in long slow kisses in, that last for days. I believe in long slow kisses that last for days. I, I believe that underwear should be worn inside out. I believe that if I keep following the advice of the talking baseball <laughs> that I keep in my coat, that that one day I'll make it back to the major leagues. Mm. I believe. <laughs> I believe that GMOs are bad for you. <laughs> I believe that whatever doesn't kill you simply makes you stranger. <laughs> Stop. That impresses Annie. Yeah. She dampens that couch she's sitting yeah. on or whatever. Sploosh. And, uh, but he leaves, even though she says, hey, come on, Crash, come back. He leaves. He's like, nope, see ya. Bye. So that she's stuck with, she's stuck with meat. <laughs> and she almost immediately realizes that she, she's stuck with the worst option. Yeah. Because meat's kind of dumb. Yeah. Um, and she's like, I immediately made a mistake. I don't. So she breaks well, out the Walt Whitman. 
Well, not right away. First, she makes him strip really slow. Yeah. And then she asks him if he's ever been tied up, and he's like, nope. And then she ties him up, and then she reads Walt Whitman. She reads maybe the most homoerotic Walt Whitman poem ever written. Yeah. I mean, fairly explicit. You don't have to be that knowledgeable about poetry or Whitman to understand what he's talking about in that poem. Why she's reading that to him, I don't know. <laughs> and he keeps he keeps sort of interrupting and going, uh, excuse me. Um, we gonna fuck or what? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but in kind of, it's he's being sort of weirdly polite about it. Like he's not being like he's not like shaking at the ropes and like let me, you know. He's just sort of like, hey, uh, are we gonna are we gonna fuck at some point? Yeah. Well, see, what he needs is a little tiny baseball that he can carry around with him that'll give him advice. Well, that should have been the last scene of the movie when Crash yeah. passes it over to him and says, "Here, I don't need it's this like, anymore. I don't need this anymore. <laughs> goodbye, Crash. I'll always love you. <laughs> Take care of him, Spalding." And he waves tearfully goodbye. <laughs> so well. Spalding is the first baseball he ever hit a home run with, and it became magical. Absolutely. It it fell in a magician's backyard who enchanted it. (laughs) Why isn't that the movie? (laughs) We're lucky it wasn't. That must be the movie, yeah. Uh, The studio didn't want to make this movie because they said no one's watching baseball movies. There's too much baseball in this baseball movie. So next day he's getting ready. He's at the locker room, right? Yeah. And um, he gets lesson number one from uh, no, or lesson number two. I can't remember. They're not numbered. <laughs> but Crash is like, "You got fungus on your shower shoes." Yeah. When you're in the minors, you don't have fungus on your shower shoes because you're gross. You can have it when you're in the majors because they think you're eclectic or something. Yeah. Basically, he says until you make it to the to the majors or what everybody calls the show. Uh, mm-hmm. Until you until you do that, then you have to carry yourself with a little bit of class. And then when you get to the show, then you can afford to be a little weird because everybody will just yeah. think that you're eccentric or something. Mm-hmm. And now we have a game. Yay. We have some game, and, and uh, uh, Crash is going up to bat, and we can hear Spalding talking to him the whole time. Yes. Like, okay, bring the heat. Bring the heat. <laughs> And uh, he strikes out. Yes, he does. He hits two foul balls. After, ins- after after insulting the Bat Boy, which may be my favorite part of that whole scene, <laughs> is he, 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 he takes a timeout because he's thinking about Annie in his head. Yeah. And, and Spalding's like, Annie, who's Annie? Who's this Annie girl? Wait, you're too much in your head. Get her out of your head. And he takes a timeout and he walks away. The bag, he gets the rosin bag from, uh, from the kid. He's wiping down his bat. And the kid says, get a hit, Crash, which is maybe the stupidest thing <laughs> in the world. What was he going to say? Yeah. Strike out, Crash. <laughs> okay, Crash, beat up the umpire with your bat. I've never seen that. <laughs> just start base. Just start running the bases and see what happens. Dance like a little girl to third base and then kiss the third baseman. That'll be great. But he says, "Get a hit, Crash." And Crash goes, "Shut up! <laughs> Don't talk to me like you know me." Which is how all Bat Boys should be treated. <laughs> and I'm only saying that because I always wanted to be a Bat Boy when I was younger and never was. It was always some jerk kid. Yeah. So to hell with Bat Boys. How do you even become one? Yeah, I don't know. Is it like being an altar boy? I think you have to be related to like a, the owner or something like that. Yeah. It probably started because these these in the early days of baseball, these guys would drive around all over the place and they'd never see their children. And they're like, fine, I'll take Junior with me. He doesn't need to go to school. He'll just come with me all over the place and he'll retrieve bats. That's his job. Can't we just get a robot to do that now? <laughs> no. Get a hit, crash. <laughs> <laughs> now you give it to kids that you feel sorry for because like their dad is Shut up. their dad is deployed to Iraq or something. So you're like, we'll let him have, we'll let him be a bad boy. (laughs) Shut up, (laughs) Basebot. 
get my feelings. <laughs> Go to hell, Crash. All humans will die, and then we will play the baseball. <laughs> the robot starts heckling him. No batter, no batter. <laughs> we want a pitcher, not a belly itcher. <laughs> Move in, everyone. Move in. <laughs> All right, so um, so we watch a bit of the game, right? Yeah. And he gets a note when he strikes out from uh, Annie. Because yeah. Annie uh, critiques everybody. She writes a note and she says, hey, she hands it to another kid. <laughs> I guess the the stadium boy. <laughs> He's the assistant he, bat boy. He hands it down into the into the into the uh, uh, dugout, and they give it. And Crash makes makes the bat boy read it to him. And the bat boy says, uh, and he says that you're not you're rotating your hips too much or something. And um, also, do you want to go to the batting cages and practice? And he's like, give me that. And he writes a note on it that I s- clearly see when I watched it. The word "fuck" in it. Yeah. <laughs> But when they hand it all the way back to Annie, Millie takes it and reads it, and she says, uh, what does it say? I want to make love to you. Yeah, that's what it says, but I, that's not what he wrote. Well, Millie cleaned it up. Millie. Th- I don't think it said that at all. I think it said, fuck off. I only need Spalding. <laughs> you tell him, Crash. <laughs> She's right, though. You were pulling your hips in. <laughs> Hallucinatory companion baseballs before hoes, bro. <laughs> <laughs> So you're dropping your um, shoulder yeah. crash. <laughs> oh my god, please shut up. That's, that's what just happens at his house. He's just bent over on the floor weeping as this ball commands him to do everything. <laughs> Let's watch the film from today's game. Here's your second at bat. <laughs> you're the reason why I only lasted 21 days in the majors. You're taking that step Don't. forward too soon. Stop it. Don't put that shit on me. <laughs> So uh, he meets her at the batting cages. Yeah. She's not dressed for batting. No. She's dressed for like a cocktail party, maybe? <laughs> she, don't get me wrong. I'm not complaining. And it certainly is. Anything she doesn't wear on her bare shoulders on Susan Sarandon is a little slice of heaven that I like to eat <laughs> all the time. And it's not hurting her batting either because she's doing pretty good in the no, batting she's, cage. Yeah, she's doing pretty good. But they have this back and forth, right? Yeah. And what's the back and forth about? Uh, I forget. <laughs> it's basically um, the subtext is I want you and I want you, but we're doing this other thing because Crash is scared and he can't believe the audacity of this woman, <laughs> and she's stuck with uh, she's stuck with me because she made her decision. Stupid, <laughs> so stupid. Crash, you're stupid. You're so fucking stupid. <laughs> she looks at you like fucking like ribs, and she hasn't eaten in five days. Every time she looks at you. Crash, what are you she doing? She has to go man? change her underwears if you say more than two words to her, and you're walking away from that, you stupid son of a bitch. <laughs> I hate you. Oh, man. <laughs> anyway, so then we meet some of the players during a game, right? Yeah. We go, kind of go down the is line. This where we, is and this where we find out that one of them practices voodoo? <laughs> this is, yeah. We also find out that Millie apparently has had sex with everybody except Jimmy, mm-hmm. who is this very religious, you know, Christian yeah, guy. Yeah, he wants to hold a Bible well, study. Isn't that sweet? Um, eh, whatever. He's not mean. What, yeah, he's a nice guy. He's surrounded by some of the grossest guys in the world, and, he's, and he doesn't seem to, you know, he's nice about he, it. He's like, hey, who wants to have a Bible study? And they're like, fuck off and he's like okay fellas <laughs> all right then <laughs> he's the ned flanders of that there team. you go um but one of them has a chicken bone that's wrapped in a crisp uh, uh, wrapped in rosary beads and he's trying to bless his bat because he hasn't had a uh, hit all season which by the way the durham bulls is the name of the team which we have neglected to say which is an actual team yeah. in uh, durham north carolina and uh they're not doing terribly good <laughs> 
And so, uh, not that that's important, because it's not. No. How well the team does is not important. They don't need to save the orphanage. <laughs> Or anything, no. you know. The nuns are the, the nuns aren't going to be thrown out of their church if they lose. You know, there's no stupid bet or anything like that. The, the outcome of this team's progress through the season is the least important part of this. Yeah, movie. nobody, even the players, for the most part, don't really care. Yeah, for the most part. Um, but anyway, uh, then we get some more baseball, and this is the first time that Meat and Crash are playing together, right? Yeah, and this is where we realize that uh, Crash doesn't care as much about winning the game as he might because he's perfectly willing to to uh, tip the batters as to what pitch uh, Meat is going to throw yeah. to get them to hit Meat a home keeps run. keeps shaking off. Okay, for those of you who don't love baseball as much as Steve and I do, the catcher is pretty much field captain, okay? Mm. All the players watch the catcher because the catcher is also in the ideal position to see what's going out on the field. Right. But the catcher is also the one that usually will call the pitches for the pitcher to pitch. And the pitcher can either accept those or not accept them. They have little hand signals that they do in front of their dick and then they either nod or they shake you know they nod or they disagree and um meat keeps shaking off cr- uh, crashes signals to pit what to pitch and he calls time out and he's like stop shaking me off and he's like i'm gonna pitch what i'm gonna pitch old man you don't tell me what to do i see you talking to that baseball you could go back there and you shut up and so that's when crash says um yeah he's gonna throw a fastball to the batter yeah. of the opposite team and i don't think it's so much that he doesn't care it's more like i think he's kind of taking the job seriously He's got to prove to he's got to prove to meet that he doesn't know everything. Yeah, and he and he's got to prove to meet that that he has to listen to him, or he's yeah. or there's no chance he's ever going to win a game. <laughs> yeah, he's never going to the major leagues yeah. if he doesn't start listening. So, uh, yeah, he gives it to him. the The guy who's batting hits a home run, hits the 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 bull sign at the back that uh, screams in pain. <laughs> And its eyes light up red. And um, if you hit the sign, apparently you get a free steak. And uh, the dude who hit the ball is just standing there and crashes like, look, you, I just gave you uh, this pitch, you motherfucker. You better run. <laughs> yeah, he said, don't don't stand there and show up my pitcher. Yeah, yeah exactly. And uh, then he goes back out to the mound and he's like, I don't get it. I, I threw it. And he said, oh, well, that's because I told him. <laughs> You're going to pull that shit again? He does. <laughs> yeah, and the same thing happens. <laughs> Not in this no, scene. Later, later. On, yeah. uh, so we go to the. Oh, uh, Crash apparently is great at giving advice to everybody because the manager is in his office weeping into his hands about how terrible the season's going, <laughs> and and Crash says, "Get angry at them. They're a bunch of kids. Yeah, Yell don't at scare them. them." Yeah, and so he goes in there and he has one of the greatest baseball monologues ever, where he's like, "You lollygagging the first, <laughs> you lollygagging the third. and he said, "You know, this is a simple game. You hit the ball." <laughs> You throw the ball. <laughs> you catch the ball. <laughs> I'm not gonna make fun of it because it's one of my favorite parts. It of the is movie. really, and it all. And don't forget, it opens with him throwing like a dozen bats into a the shower. Bats into the showers. <laughs> Everybody in the shower in ten seconds, or you're all fired. Mm-hmm. And that's when he tells him we have a 12 day road trip. We have a 12 day road trip. So you guys better figure out what the fuck you're gonna do, or I swear to God, I'm gonna escalate this. I'm gonna escalate this to beatings if you don't start playing baseball. I'm gonna have all of you pick up a bat and just take after each other, and the last man standing wins. Uh-huh. And then he goes into the office and reenacts the scene that we just did at the beginning of this review, <laughs> where he has to fire somebody. Yeah, the organization wants to make a change. Yeah, and they fire some poor guy, some nameless guy who are not attached yeah. to. Actually, I think it was the guy who was trying to steal some voodoo earlier from the guy doing the voodoo cross. 
That's yeah, right. He was a, good, good call. He was in a slump, and I guess he just didn't get yeah. out of the slump in time. Oh, well. Now we cut back to Annie and meet, right? Yeah. As they're getting ready to go on their road trip. We skipped a sex scene in there. They have somewhere. sex, yeah. There's sex happening. Yeah, they have sex at some point. And, oh, and she calls him Crash. Yeah, she calls him. Does yeah. she? Oh, that's right, she, she does. She calls him Crash, and he's Ooh, like, Crash. That's a giveaway. <laughs> but he doesn't even really get mad about it. He's just like, what are you calling me no. Crash for? Yeah, exactly. I'm that stupid. I can't figure this out. And I never do. Hey, how come you never look at me when we do it? <laughs> so they're getting on their bus, and she hands Meat a pair of garters. Yep. And she's like, okay, you gotta wear these garters when you're pitching. Okay. <laughs> What's the reasoning, Steve? Um, that it'll throw him off balance. Like, yeah, and he'll pitch. Yeah, back. okay. <laughs> Bye. Then we have a scene of him playing the guitar and oh, <laughs> singing a song wrong. Yeah, which which Crash does not care for. No, it drives him crazy. And then he, and then the like Spalding's like, you better tell him you're in the big show, Crash. <laughs> you're kind of violent and weird. <laughs> People don't want to talk to you. Just feed him a bunch of so, crap about being in the majors. And because Meat Meat says, "You, what do you know? You've never been in the show, which is what they call the major yeah. leagues." And he says, "Yeah, I was in the show. Twenty-one days. It was great. Yeah. Twenty. It's nonstop blowjobs, guys, <laughs> all the time. It's nonstop blowjobs and, and cocaine. Shit, someone they have a cocaine boy, you know, like a bat boy, <laughs> but with cocaine. And he comes up, and you just take a handful of it. You don't even have to snort it. You can pat it over your body like talcum powder. It burns. But holy shit, do you get high? And oh." Oh my god, juicing? There's like a juicing station where they just just needles sh- crammed in your butt making you stronger and better. It's so The good. umpires will inject you. That's they don't right. care. The umpires do it. They really don't. No one, yeah, it's so good. And, and unless you have a, a, a baseball that you talk to and tells you what to say, you can, it's so good there. And I, I was only there for 21 days. What was I saying? <laughs> and now my life is shit. <laughs> and I'm here with you on this bus. <laughs> so, do their away games go very good? No. No. <laughs> it's a terrible... Not at all. It's a terrible, a terrible road trip. And they arrive at one hotel, and they see ice skaters, and they're like, hey, if we fuck ice skaters, our, our losing streak will go yes, away. Yes, because athletes are superstitious fools. I'm sorry, but it's yes. true. They're so oh, I know. So are, their, so are their stupid fans. Yeah, yeah. Turn your hat inside St- out. That'll make a difference. Steve, Steve, have you ever done anything to keep a streak oh, going? Oh, my God, yes. What did you do? Um, I Well, when, when the Orioles were in the postseason in 1997, and they mm. were down to like their last game before elimination, um, they the Orioles put on their website, uh, they had a big, like just a, a huge text on their, on their website that said, always believe as long as there is an out or even a strike, there is a chance. So I printed it out and I put it on my wall. And Aww. I wa- and I had it above like the TV as I watched the game. It didn't. It uh-huh. didn't work. Well, um, <laughs> during the last championship seasons that my Giants have had, since we've had three in five years, I just like yeah. bringing it up. Sure. <laughs> yeah, you know, the Orioles are seven games out of first place. I'm way, convinced so. that the only way they keep winning is I keep killing drifters. <laughs> It's it's blood magic. It's the most powerful magic there is. The years that I don't do it are the weird years they don't win. <laughs> I'd say that's pretty much that's experimental proof right there. Exactly. It's been I mean, tested. Yeah. Anyway, but but before they can do that, they go, "Oh man, you know what we need? We need we need to have a game called for rain." Yeah. Mm, so we can fuck these ice skaters without having to get up in the morning. <laughs> 
<laughs> and Crash says, um, hey, I know what, what to do. Let, let's destroy a ballpark, shall we? <laughs> yeah, let's ruin the hard work of underpaid maintenance workers mm-hmm. and groundskeepers. So they uh, break into the ballpark where they're going to be playing the game, and Crash turns on the sprinklers, soaks the entire field to the point in which no one can play on it. They dance around in the water a little bit because it's funny that they yeah. caused perhaps millions of dollars in damage to a minor league team's ballpark who don't have a whole lot of money to begin with. <laughs> I fully expected to see a headline saying franchise team closed due to expenditures to park. Exactly. They destroy the only asset that this team has. But, I mean, it could have been worse. He could have gotten out there, they snuck onto the field, and he just starts throwing gasoline on the bleachers. <laughs> you want to you play tomorrow or don't you? <laughs> do it! Do it, Crash! <laughs> It'll b- build team cohesion! Shut up, Spalding! <laughs> this is why we were doing a nickel before I came to this team. <laughs> Remember our agreement, Crash, we're not going back. Never again. No, better dead than in jail. <laughs> Uh, then, um, Meat has his garter nightmare. Yes, he dreams that he's pitching the game dressed in nothing but his jockstrap and his garter. Yeah, and then he wakes up and he says, I had a dream that I was naked, which is inaccurate. He was wearing his jockstrap and garter. Yeah. But Crash says, oh, I have that dream all the time, like, constantly. Yeah. Hey, were you wearing garters in it, too? And he's like, uh, no. Hey, was there a baseball that was, like, like 15 <laughs> stories tall and had sharp teeth and it kept yelling at you that it'll drag you to hell unless you listen to every word it said? No. <laughs> oh i didn't <laughs> keep your eye on the ball crash in, in your dream did your grand was your grandmother there but she had a penis no <laughs> i'm gonna go sit somewhere else in the bus <laughs> let me up no you're staying here <laughs> let me up crash no you're hurting me <laughs> i don't care now <laughs> tell me you can hear this ball talk <laughs> <laughs> say something spalding say something don't be shy come on hello my baby hello my honey <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, they get home, right? Yeah. And uh, Annie picks up meat, and he's talking about the season, and she's like, stop talking about the season and say they look pretty, and they look nice. And I'll say it, because I would have said <laughs> the very first time I saw her, I would have told her how good she looks. She looks you, Annie, he looks so good. You would be chasing oh. after the car at this point, <laughs> like the T-1000. <laughs> <laughs> I think you look pretty. Chunk. <laughs> so then she says, hey, let's play catch. So her and Millie and him, uh, he pitches to Millie. And the first time he pitches to her, he throws it really soft because he's afraid he's going to hurt her. Yeah. And then she says, no, throw it hard. And, he's like, and breathe through your eyelids like that one pitcher. And he's like, no, that's stupid. And she's, he's, she's like, do it. And he's like, oh. And he throws the ball and it breaks another window. Yeah. And then he's like, I don't want to do this. Let's make love. And she's like, hey, how about instead of having sex, you channel all that energy into your game? Mm. And he's like, that's bad. I don't want to. <laughs> and she's like, do it. He's like, okay, fine. And um, we have a little, I wrote down, this is my note, a little psych, uh, uh, psychological warfare right after that. No. Yeah. No. Wait. <laughs> I'm all mixed up. I, when they come home. Oh, that's right. Uh, it turns out that he's pitching really good with garters because he's still wearing the garters, right? Yeah. Yeah. And apparently also he decides that the, the uh, you know, channel your sexual energy into the game thing works. So now he's not having sex with Annie right Yeah, now. but also during this game we get um, Crash hits a home run. Yes, he does. 
Yes. And the little psychological warfare that we're going to do was he tells because now Meat is listening to him when it comes to pitching, and he goes up. He goes up to Meat and he says, "Okay, on this next pitch, because you're pitching really good, I want you to hit the mascot with his ball. That'll yeah. that'll kill him. Doesn't matter." <laughs> Just who nobody cares? cares about the mascot. Yeah, we just pull the dead body out and we stick in some other poor schlub who thinks it's a good job. He's like, right. okay. And then he goes back to the plate and he tells the batter, he says, I don't know, this guy's pitching wild. I wouldn't I wouldn't crowd the plate if I were you or you could wind up dead. I've seen him do it. I've seen him kill people from the bus. When he wants someone dead, all he has to do is unleash that cannon of his and bam, they're dead. He throws it right out the window like a gunner in Vietnam. <laughs> Just picks him <laughs> off the side of the road. Boom, boom, boom. So watch out. Does it work? Does this little psychological thing work? Yeah. Because what happens next is me throws a pitch and it and it hits the mascot who falls over dead. And... <laughs> who was foolishly standing directly behind the plate. Yeah. And um, the pitcher then gets struck out. Yeah. yeah it works. Yay. And Crash is a genius. Yeah, and now Meat has a streak and he has to tell Annie, um, I'm not having sex with you no more. Or actually Annie tells us in with one of her narration bits yeah. that he's having a streak and that she's feeling conflicted because she wants her team to do good but she has you know she needs comfort she needs sexual comfort i'm not playing baseball right now annie i can do that you don't need me i'll listen to your i all the discussions we could have (laughs) god i love baseball i could talk to you about baseball all the time i understand how much i love you annie you fictitious (laughs) character um so yeah uh then we find out about minnie and jimmy yeah and yeah, he asks. He asks her. Well, he he asks her if she has accepted Jesus Christ as her Lord and Savior. Mm-hmm. She's like, nope. And he's like, well, let's talk. And then they're going to get married. Yeah, like after five hours, he proposes, yeah. and she says yes. We don't see that. We get informed no. about that later. Spalding tells Crash, "Hey, did you hear about yeah. Jimmy and Minnie? <laughs> you heard the latest scuttlebutt." <laughs> and then uh, you know, meets like I haven't had sex with Annie in a long time. I think I'm going to have sex with him. And Crash is like, "No, you don't. Don't don't fuck with a streak. You never fuck with a streak." Dude, you don't do. You don't, this is the superstitious part. You never fuck with a streak, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's everybody knows that. Yeah. So uh, he's still not having sex with Annie, and Annie's doing everything in the world to get this meathead's attention. Like everything in the world. You're gonna have to do this scene, Steve. I can't. Uh, yeah, the, the, I can't the, do it because I don't. I don't know. I, he must really love playing baseball because I would have. <laughs> I don't... I never would have eaten the soup that you gave him. I would have just gone straight for it. <laughs> Is this the scene where you were curled up in a fetal position, <laughs> laying sideways on your couch, hugging a pillow? Stop, I could never have this woman. Trembling. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Well, she's... He's, like, eating soup, and then she's putting her legs up and taking my garters off. Yeah, she... Yeah, and she... She tries to trick him into thinking that it's, like, a baseball thing. He's like, yeah. it'll help your hand-eye coordination. And at one point, he says, are you trying to seduce me? And mm-hmm. she's like, of course not. She is. <laughs> yeah, and because eventually he gets, he stands up because he's he's almost as slow on the uptake mm. as Mark from the room. He just doesn't <laughs> get it. And finally oh, hi, he stands meat. up. He, he, he's like, "Are you? You are trying to seduce me?" And she's like, "Yeah." Yeah. And she's like, "Why can't you do it one time?" And he said, "Well, because Crash said don't, don't, you don't mess with the streak, and I shouldn't have sex with you." And she went, "Ah, Crash." Yeah. <laughs> So what does she do? She goes to Crash's apartment. Yeah. And she says, what's with telling Meat not to fuck me, asshole? And he's like, hey, asshole, look, you know that you're not supposed to fuck with a streak. You should know that. Know that. And she's like, oh, Crash is right. Damn you. And then she says, what, Steve? She says that she wants Crash. Yeah, that's not my ringtone. She's, <laughs> my ringtone isn't her saying, I want you. 
<laughs> hey, Steve, will you call me as soon as the podcast is over? I'm not going to sure, pick man. up. Just let it ring. <laughs> you're, you're like sitting in your in your house. Going, How, what's that trick where you can call yourself? <laughs> what's the number? And then she says, and then he doesn't want anything from her. And she says, you're scared? And he says, yeah, maybe a little bit. Also, I'd like to point out that when she comes storming into his room, he's drinking and ironing his clothes. Yep. Drinking. He's a swinging bachelor. And ironing his clothes. Like drinking whiskey and ironing. Well, That's dedication to drinking. Have you or have you ever, dedication to ironing? Have you ever tried to iron sober? It's the most <laughs> boring thing in the world. Yeah, but ironing drunk just means you wind up <laughs> with clothes that smell like alcohol, and now you have weird patterns ironed into the clothing <laughs> yeah. that you're wearing. You wake up the next morning, there's a big iron-shaped burn in the back of your shirt. <laughs> like, what the fuck? And then, if you start, if you want to, what happens if you put water in your mouth and you spit on the clothes to make it a little wet? You know, like in the old. <laughs> old black and whites movies i'm pretty sure i saw charlie yeah. chaplin do that once yeah um and then you what spit alcohol on it and then it blows up and you start burning like richard pryor all over the place <laughs> uh. <Fire>! <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> well none so, of that happens because no, no, kevin costner happens. is obviously he's a responsible drunk ironer yeah and that that just doesn't happen exactly so now we're having another game um and uh meat isn't doing that great he's having a little bit of control issues and uh you know crash calls time out it goes out to the mound and it turns out what steve you don't remember any of this i movie. don't remember meat's, i don't remember meat's dad is in the crowd oh that's right his dad is behind home plate like he's even filming the game he's got like his old 80s shoulder mounted camcorder there. yeah and and crash is like fuck him forget him he's just another fucko <laughs> He's just some fucking dipstick, just like everybody else. Don't pay any attention to him. Fuck your dad. Yeah, I hate God. your dad. You got to get to a point when you when you play baseball, you don't care if your father is dead. He could be dying out there. EMTs are surrounding him. No one's even watching the game because they're watching just him throw- try to save the life of that fuckstick that's out there who happens to be your father. Doesn't matter. You keep playing the game like you like you mean it. That's like, right. For, for, fuck your dad. Just throw strikes. Yeah, exactly. But then uh, other guys come in and they're like, "Hey, did you hear about Jimmy and and Minnie? They're getting married, and I don't know what to get them." for wedding presents. And then the other guy comes in and says, guys, don't throw anything to me because my mitt has been cursed. <laughs> yes. But my girlfriend. And pretty soon there's like 90 guys out on the yeah. on the pitcher's mound all talking. Like, and then so Skip sends Robert Wool, his assistant coach, out mm-hmm. to see what's going on. He's like, hey, what's 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 the deal? And one of them mentions... Well, it's uh, Costner. It, it's, it's Crash. He says, Crash. okay. Meets well, uh, dad is in, is in the crowd and uh, no one knows what to get. Jimmy and Millie... Millie... Mill- Millie, Minnie, Millie. It's, Millie. Is it Millie or Minnie? It's Millie. I'm I keep sure. saying Minnie. It's Whatever. Jimmy and Millie's wedding, and uh, we need a live chicken to take the curse off of what's his face's glove. We, we're dealing. The actual line is we're dealing with a lot of shit. <laughs> yeah. And then Robert Wool has this great deadpan reaction where he just gives them practical advice for yeah. picking out a wedding present. Says, what you, uh, candlesticks always make a good gift. And, you can and if always... you can find out where she's registered. Yeah. All right, let's play. go back and play ba- baseball. And then they do. Yeah. And Meat has a, a decent game, right? Yeah. And um, then Crash comes, he gets on base and he comes running home to third. No, I'm sorry. Crash is playing Crash catcher. Crash is behind the plate. Yeah. Uh, player comes running in and he catches the ball. The guy was obviously out. He slid in head 
first, trying to reach for the base. He was out, Steve. I, it looked he like was, he was out to me. He was out, but the ump called him safe. Yeah. Well, you know, the movies don't have instant replay, though, so. Whatever. And so yeah. Crash is like, just like, what are you talking about that he was out? And the ump is like, why are you yelling at me? Stop it. And, <laughs> and Crash I'm just is trying like, to do my job. Look, you motherfucker. This ball said, this ball, tell him, ball. <laughs> Light him up, Crash. He was out. <laughs> Don't take that shit. And the emperor is like, I'm just, I barely can pay anybody to do this. Please don't yell at me anymore. And he crashes like, you stupid motherfucker. I'm going to find your family. I'm going to kill them. <laughs> and then the umpire throws him out of the game. Yeah. And then the, and then that clears the bleed, the, clears the uh, dugout. Because Skip has to go up there and yell at him. Yeah. Does Skip get yelled, thrown out of the game too? I don't, I can't remember. I don't think but so. But yeah, the, the, the bench is cleared and everybody's out. Yeah, and they lose the game. Yep. Oh, streak's over. Streak's over, you know what that means. That means me can go go to my cinematic girlfriend's house and try to have sex with her and yeah. that's not, and, no. And hopefully not pull his <laughs> hips out too early. <laughs> you bastard, stop I'm it. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. But he does something weird, huh, Steve? Yeah. He, who does he show up there with? His dad? Yeah. Yeah. And then he tries to get some some, like when his dad's in the other room. Yeah, which is not he okay. He way opens her top fast, too. Did you see that? Yeah. <laughs> he wants to get it over with before dad finds out. What an idiot. Get He's like, let's do it while dad's her. in the other while dad's Fuck. in the other room. Son of a bitch. That's a precious gift, and you're just tearing <laughs> it open like a little kid with a Christmas present. Casting it aside. You motherfucker, I hate <laughs> you. <laughs> I hope you get hit with a pitch or, or or a wild, you know. I hope. Oh, that's what I want. I want the baseball bat to break off on one of your your, your okay. <laughs> one of your fastballs, and then the pointer part of that bat goes flying like a spear through the air and just gets you right in the forehead, and you fall over dead. Just javelins him right through the skull. Stop touching Annie. <laughs> um, but then uh, Annie gets a phone call, and that's for meat. Yeah. And uh, what completely and totally unbelievable thing happens, Steve? Well, after Meat hangs up the phone, he informs Annie and us and his dad that he, the Class A ball player with almost no control, yeah. has been called up to the Major Leagues from, from Single A. I'm Straight sorry. from Single A to the Major Leagues. I'm sorry, what, is, what, what, what did you he's say? Been, he's been called up to the Major Leagues. He's going to the show. The pitcher that's murdered three mascots, two unintentionally, one intentionally the mm-hmm. one that has been throwing pitches to the next county yep you got he's it. he's going directly from class a to the majors yes and apparently like the next day like straight like they want him to uh, report for duty immediately you know how they got away with that how'd they got away with that because almost no one knows anything about the minor leagues that's true and i do think there there is there is one mention from crash of triple a mm-hmm. but other than that there's no like there's no exposition about okay here's how the minor league affiliate system yeah, no works. one says this no. is how you work your way up the ranks no so fuck that part of the movie <laughs> fuck you meat get out and so oh but uh here's the thing um before meat can leave annie dumps him yeah for me no for yeah. She dumps him. <laughs> and now we enter Jason's fantasy movie. We've been there for a while, Steve. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> We've had little detours into it. Um, she And he takes it well. He's like, oh, okay. I never really loved you. My dirty, filthy hands have crawled all over your body. <laughs> I'm so unworthy of you, but yeah. I'm pretty cool about it. I'm going. I don't care. I'm going. To, I'm leaving tomorrow for the major leagues to fill out yeah. the remainder of the season. Right? Yeah. yeah. And uh, he leaves, and he finds Crash at a pool hall. Yeah. That's owned by another former minor league player. Yeah. 
And um, Crash doesn't seem to be in a very good mood. <laughs> and and Mead is like, hey, I'm going to the majors. Aren't you happy for me? And Crash is like, go, go fuck yourself. Uh, <laughs> I hate you. You don't. You didn't learn anything. You don't deserve what you're getting. Where, where's your talking piece of, of sports equipment? Yeah. You have to have that. Where is it? You don't have it, do you? <laughs> Kill him now! Kill him now when he's on the cusp of realizing his dream! This is your moment! Absorb his powers, Crash! There can be only one! Crash then throws Spalding. Oh no, he doesn't. That was a that was a, a, a billiard ball that he throws. He picks up yeah. a billiard ball and he throws it and um, hits a mirror. A guy who owns the place is a little upset about that. <laughs> he starts pushing Meat and then uh, Meat turns and hits Crash in the eye. Yeah, and that ends yeah. the whole fight, right? Yeah. Well, and, you know, Crash has a glass eye. Mm-hmm. And Not then literally. they're like, "Hey, come on, let's we'll go get a beer." And then we cut to a scene that easily could have been in the same scene, but we split it for some reason where I'm gonna sneeze oh yeah oh there it goes gesundheit I did that to cover up my tears because this is an emotional scene anyway uh, what meat's packing up to leave yeah meat gives him some um, advice oh I'm not done oh Oh, baby (laughs) it is it's such a sad scene um Right, and so uh, he gets some last advice from uh, from Crash, and then as a reward for all the work that he's done for helping Meat get to the majors, what happens, Steve? Well, the organization wants to make a change. Yep, and <laughs> then they fucking fire Crash. <laughs> yep, sorry. And then and, and Crash was like, "But wait, I'm the only catcher who can get any kind of decent pitching out of him. Why don't they just call me up to the majors too? They I could be backup catcher. No, don't you no, understand? I- they make irrational." decisions. Look who they're sending up to the majors. He's gonna kill three people in the remainder of the season. You know that, right? Yeah, so sorry, Crash. Obviously good baseball player. You have to go. We're we're cutting your contract in the middle of the season. Yeah, we don't have... uh, Now we don't have a pitcher, as near as I can tell, or a catcher. Or a catcher, yeah. But it doesn't matter, because we now fade away. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to have to keep the sneezes in, Steve, because now I'm congested from the sneezing, and people are going to be like, did he do coke? <laughs> did they cut and do coke while we were... <laughs> <laughs> we could just be a lot more energetic from this point on, and that would support the coke <laughs> hypothesis. I don't, want to, I don't want that to be the reputation of the show. Two coke fiends. <laughs> they were talking about baseball in the 80s. It was bound to happen. <laughs> uh, so now we cut to uh, Crash walking around the night streets, yeah. and this is where we hear late 80s saxophone. <laughs> and that can only mean one thing's gonna happen, right? Oh Steve? yeah, some sex is gonna happen with me. Is it no. gonna be me, me and Annie? Finally, that... do you did you quantum leap into Kevin Costner? <laughs> can I? Do you have a machine that'll do that? Will you? Will you please <laughs> be theorizing my, that be he... my Al and 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 Ziggy, please theorizing that he could have sex with Susan Sarandon with in the fictional past. characters in movies. <laughs> Jason already Jason... stepped into the. Quantum Leap Accelerator and vanished. <laughs> he awoke to find himself in Crash in Bull Durham. <laughs> you know, and it would not, I would never have that luck. Yeah. Ever. <laughs> he awoke to find himself standing outside of the Heaven's Gate social oh, club. God. Oh, God. <laughs> no! Having to fix movies that are irrevocably broken <laughs> until the final leap leaps him into Annie's lap. <laughs> Sam Gushy says there's a 95% chance you've got to cut two hours out of this movie. <laughs> 
You gotta get it down to a reasonable running that time, would Sam! Be me walking down the street shooting every character that came, came in my path. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna make this movie real short. <laughs> there, it's a now it's a short subject now. It would be the train with all the bad guys in it going over and crashing, <laughs> me stepping right on Sam Watterson's neck, <laughs> and then Chris Robertson gets one hole in, and then his stupid girlfriend gets one. Oh, we're talking about Heaven's Gate again. We gotta get out of this. We're, we're, we're haunted. We're, we're haunted people. We were just about to get to the part of the movie that I don't want to recap. You have to do it. You do it. Okay. Okay. Well, Kevin, uh, uh, crash. And, and Annie have some sex. No, they fuck. They, 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 she, she undresses him. God damn it. <laughs> I'm taking my headphones off. And they, they're on the bed and then they roll onto the floor. Oh my God. And then she grabs the leg of like a table. I know. <laughs> And then it's the next morning and they're having breakfast, but oh, then they stop they and they have sex me. again. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. So yeah, they fucking, they fucking, they fucking, they fuck. And then Kevin Costner leaves. Yeah, he leaves a note and an apple. Yeah. yeah. She seems okay about it. She says yeah. it's not the first time that she's ever received a note. I would leave you so much more than a note. <laughs> I'd never leave. <laughs> You'd be tied to that bed forever. Yeah, I'm going <laughs> well, to a dark place. You're, you, you crossed the line just there. I don't care do, anymore. Do you, do, do you remember where it was? <laughs> but he drives away and he goes find finds another team someplace. Yeah, actually, he he joins another real life minor league team, which is the Asheville Tourists. Yeah, which which actually play in the South Atlantic League, which is the yeah. same league where my own beloved Hagerstown Suns play. So Neat. you can see how far he falls. <laughs> <laughs> And then he breaks the... Well, this is something we neglected to mention. He's really close to breaking the minor league record for most home, home, career home runs. Yeah, which he doesn't want to do necessarily, or at least he hasn't wanted to do before because it's sort of a, a backhanded compliment because it means that you've been in the minors long enough to hit that many home runs. Exactly. And also, I think he has a feeling that once he does that, there's nothing left for him to do. Yeah. And then he does it. He breaks the minor league record. No one comments on it. No one mentions it because no one watches minor league ball and no one cares and then crash comes back right yep he's sitting on annie's front porch and he says i quit i'm done no more baseball for me i'm thinking maybe maybe i'll become a manager in visalia maybe i don't know and annie's like um i quit too i'm not sleeping around with guys anymore (laughs) she's not gonna sleep around with guys anymore nope she's gonna stick with crash oh she's not he's going to visalia there's no way this relationship and last past them dancing together at the very end over the Uh, credits i don't know no he goes to visalia she stays there this room this okay you know what okay so that's what they say and then we watch them dance at the end Mm -hmm. and and then there's credits running over it and then what happens is that he goes to visalia she does not follow him they never see each other ever again and then she starts listening to these weird things called podcasts <laughs> she moves to san francisco <laughs> no don't 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 indulge me in this dude. i'm sorry we'll go down to deep hole and all it'll be is weeping when we actually do the review of the movie <laughs> i can't believe it <laughs> but um hey was that the end that's the end yes they they dance and the credits come up and we fade to black and that's the end of the movie. Okay, Steve, what did you think of this baseball classic, Bull Durham? <laughs> um, you know what? I'm actually I might surprise a few people by saying this, but I I thought it was good, but I wasn't crazy about it. 
You're not um, surprising me. I <laughs> maybe some of the <laughs> listeners at home. Um, oh, it's a baseball I, movie. He'll love it. Oh, they love that crap. I enjoy being right so much. I'm the stuffy <laughs> British man that listens to all of the late seating podcasts. <laughs> I predicted their reviews ninety five percent accurate. <laughs> this won't be like the Independence Day review. I could have sworn they would have hated it and would not recommend it to anyone. Oh, wasn't I surprised, Benson? When it turns out that they both recommended the film? Yes, well, you were very, very surprised. <laughs> Nearly dropped my bloomers. <laughs> I had to adjust my predictive algorithm after that one. <laughs> Both my monocles fell out. <laughs> Why not just wear glasses, sir? Because I am up across and glasses are for the heathen dirt people. I wear monocles. It's not pretentious enough, don't you know? Glasses um, may be good for you, Benson, Mum, but not for me. <laughs> now you're interrupting my podcast about this basic ball movie. <laughs> what if I want to correct the vision in only one eye? I wanted um, the other monocle makes my eyesight poor in the other one. I like switching it up. It's a little game I play. <laughs> um, yeah, I I think it's a good movie, and it definitely has moments of of brilliance, both in terms of baseball stuff and just as just a movie. I mean, it, 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 there are moments where it really, really works well as a movie, and I think it works all the way through. It's just you know, its reputation is uh, you know the best baseball movie ever, and I just don't think it's quite that high. I mean, I think it's it's a a, a, a very solid, good movie with likable characters. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the performances for the most part are good. I mean, Kevin Costner, as we sort of joked about earlier, is kind of hit and miss as an actor. He can be good or he or he can seem like he's just you're like why even bother showing up yeah um, and it, for the most part here he's good I think the the role is written to sort of play to his strengths mm-hmm. as an actor and I think it's I've a good seen movie. him in better stuff oh so have I so have I've I. seen him um, in better baseball movies I mean he's yeah. been in he's, he was better in in one particular other baseball movie he was much yeah, he, better oh yeah oh absolutely um he so I think um I think it's a good movie it's a solid movie there's nothing there's nothing about it that stands out to me as like being awful where I'm thinking like, oh, that didn't work. Um, but it just kind of goes along, and then it ends, and you're like, oh, that was nice. Mm-hmm. And that had, and, and that had some nice moments in it, and there were some some memorable speeches and memorable scenes. But for the most part, it's just like, oh, okay, that was nice, mm-hmm. you know. And then everybody else is like, it's the best baseball movie ever, and I don't really get that from it. But because I definitely it has like sex it. In it, Steve. <gasps> what? It's a bunch. Of, you know what? It, it was. It was all you, Susan Sarandon fanboys, that just went nuts over it. I'm the only one. Oh, okay. The rest are dead. There is. <laughs> I told you how I was keeping that winning streak. <laughs> there's like a there's there's a, a a sub genre of Highlander. Only it's, it's Susan <laughs> Sarandon be only groupies. One. <laughs> <laughs> That's why they got divorced. Tim Tim Robbins was like, "Fuck this shit! I don't want this guy coming after me." Yeah, he keeps sending me these threatening letters. <laughs> Are uh, you done? Yeah, yeah. I just yeah, I, I liked it, but I wasn't like Blown doing cartwheels away, yeah. over it. You know, um, I'm pretty much the same way. Um, I recognize that it's a good movie. It's entertaining. You know, it gets a lot right about minor league baseball. Mm-hmm. Um, it kind of mythologizes major league baseball to the point in which you're like, uh, it can't be that great, but. <laughs> And it gets, you know, the whole the whole problem, the one problem that I do have with it is the fact that you have this pitcher that could be easily killing people with his pitches, and in one season, in less than a season,
season, he goes from Class A to Major League Baseball, which I just think is, that's the most unbelievable bit. And they get away with it because the majority of the audience doesn't know how Minor League Baseball works, so they can get away with it. But the other stuff, you know, like the locker room stuff, they they do a great job of putting things in that they didn't necessarily have to put in, like how after almost every game you have, if you're a pitcher, you have, you have to ice your elbow and sometimes your shoulder. You have to. And so they would show them. There are little tiny touches that make a lot of sense. It also helped that the people on the team seemed to know how to play baseball. (laughs) It helped that Kevin Costner knew how to... And believe me, believe me, guys, I'm not nitpicking. There have been plenty of movies where they put actors up there that didn't even know what baseball was. And (laughs) boy, you can really tell. And and in this movie, you can tell that Costner is comfortable holding a baseball bat and he looks like a he looks like a baseball player. I I can't really put it any other way. Not not now. Not now that they're gigantic people. Not all of them, but they're pretty. Have you ever met baseball players, dude? Almost all of them are really tall. Yeah. They must have humongous strikes up. But <laughs> Um, but as far as the movie goes, it's pleasant. Yeah. It's funny in places. There are a couple of really classic scenes in the film. But as far as it being the best baseball movie or one of the best sports films, no, Bad News Bears is still better. I would agree. Yeah. Bad News Bears captures the spirit of baseball at a particular time. This captures sexy, 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 <laughs> and puts some baseball in it too. And um, I like the fact that they de-emphasize the fact that, I mean, in a lot of these things, in a lot of these games, in fact, one of our favorite favorites in the natural mm-hmm. there's a lot writing on the season that well, they have to win the pennant yeah they have to win the pennant or we got or they're gonna murder these kittens <laughs> so these, exactly <laughs> you will win the pennant or these kittens will be dead well by the time the season's over, by the time the season's over they're not kittens anymore they're cats oh curses <laughs> <laughs> they're not as cute we don't care every you must win every game or there will be a fresh basket of kittens to murder <laughs> no um, and so, but the stakes here are not that high. They don't really care what happens to the Durham Bulls as far as the season goes. That's have, in fact, we like I said, we completely forget about them once we go once crashes. Right? It's yeah. a nice little character-driven comedy with characters that are funny and performances are good uh, almost across the board, with the exception of Costner, who lapses into "I'm reading something off a script." <laughs> you don't believe some of his lines at all. I think the thing with Costner is is that when he's comfortable with the character and he kind of gets to play more or less himself the better his performance is but the more that he's it, it's, I think what it is is that the direction was okay you're kind of tired and you've been through this whole thing and, and you've been playing baseball for a long time so you're a little jaded and a little cynical and Costner had no in for that he's like okay that means I delivered my lines flat yeah. right whatever you're a huge box office draw thank you for being in the movie <laughs> exactly <laughs> thank you for all the money but if there was a sports... If I wanted to sit down and I wanted to watch a baseball movie, I'm, I'm going to honestly say this may not even make it to the top ten. Yeah. I like some of the dialogue. I really like some of the characters. The standout character in this movie is Annie. Oh, definitely. And um, and she is kind of the... I'm not going to lie. She is the manic baseball dream girl. <laughs> um, but, I mean, she also has, you know, she has flaws or whatever. Whatever. I don't <laughs> This movie doesn't really leave a lasting impression on you. You know? It's, no. It, it, you don't... You don't... It doesn't instill nostalgia... Like like some baseball movies do. It doesn't make you wistful. Um, Annie has a lot of monologues about how great baseball is and about the church baseball and all that stuff. But she's so pop psychology, pop philosophy driven, a lot of her dialogue in regards to baseball, that it kind of makes her love for it inaccessible yeah. in a way. So it becomes unique to the character. Don't get me wrong. It, be- it makes her character unique and it speaks to her character. But it's not something that most people could readily relate to because it's just this huge stream of philo- philosophical blather that yeah. comes out of her mouth. She's basically like a beautiful baseball loving Deepak Chopra. <laughs> 
the best thing about the baseball is the quantum level of baseball. Exactly. She, does, if, she you, even does that. She <laughs> talks about quantum physics and shit. I know she does. But, um, you know, like I said, there are other movies out there that I, that, that sports films that I like more more than this. It's not a bad film, but um, is it like the classic film that everyone needs to rush out and see or they're going to have, you know, a disappointing movie experience and their knowledge, they won't be feel comfortable until they see it? No, you, know, you don't. Right, Steve? Yeah, right. I mean... So uh, recommend or not recommend? Uh... I, I think I can go not recommend on this one. Whoa! I mean, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna recommend that you don't see it. Like I'm not gonna tell you to stay away from it. But I, I just I feel like it's not one of those movies where like if you Steve, don't watch okay. it, let's pretend one of the grandmas that listen to our show is is today is at the video rental store. I know they don't exist. Just go with me at this. Okay. And she has in her hands Titanic or Bull Durham. Oh my God! You're telling me this is like Sophie's your case. grandma, not a <gasps> oh. grandma. Your grandma is. This is a key moment. She doesn't have Spalding the baseball to tell her what to do. She's all there by herself. And she's oh like, my God. what do I want to watch on my old VCR? Titanic or Bull Durham? Oh, God. What would you tell her, Steve? We if... recommended Titanic, didn't we? No, we didn't. <laughs> we hated that fucking movie. Um, I, we did not I recommend on Titanic. We I would did not say, recommend that movie. I, can't, I would say, okay, so Granny has Titanic in one hand and Bull Durham in the other. Uh-huh. And if I she would... doesn't make up her mind soon, the clerk, who is in the only <laughs> the only rental st- movie rental place in the country, is going to stab her in the neck. Oh. With a pencil. <laughs> because all he wants to do is close. She's been standing there for three hours looking back and forth between Titanic and Bull Durham. What do you do, Steve? Oh, man. And Granny doesn't drive, so I'm probably sitting outside in the car. Just like, <laughs> Crying. Oh, God, Granny, come on. Um... I would say I would tell her to get Bull Durham. Yeah. So is it recommend or not recommend, Steve? Oh, oh, I see what you're doing. Yeah. I if guess we it's... don't recommend something, we're telling people don't go see it ever. <sighs> you're wasting your time. It's awful. Fine. Then I guess it's recommend. <laughs> We recommend with caveats all the time. That's true. That's true. I, what I was going to say before you before you interrupted me, you with said cruel not recommend scenario. you, and I uh, not recommend this bitch shit. I hate it. It's the most awful <laughs> thing ever. That. It's in the same league as when, when we did Heaven's Gate and the Don't Ten ever Commandments. See it. It's garbage. <laughs> Um, this is why Ebert didn't like giving star ratings. <laughs> I know. Uh, um, no, I I was gonna say um, that it's I it's I don't feel like it's the kind of movie where if you if you don't see it, like you'll be closing yourself off from a huge part of our culture. Yeah, exactly. Like it's it's not like a movie. I mean, it's a movie that a lot of people know, but it's not a movie that you hear referenced like all the time. No. Nah. Um. So I think you can you can do without it. Um. But for the sake of Granny, yeah, I suppose if I will you're say yes, you I know flipping it. through your channels and it's on and you don't have anything else to do you're not wasting your time it's an entertaining film yeah it's not a bad movie yeah it's not a bad movie in any way shape or form but Especially does it live up got... to the hype yeah. no and that's you know, that's why I'm gonna say not recommend hated this movie goodbye everybody <laughs> You bastard. <laughs> no, you I bastard. recommend it. I recommend the film. I yeah. you know, if you love baseball, I would I would strongly recommend it because there's a lot in here if you're a baseball fanatic like Steve and I. There's a lot to recommend it. But if you aren't a baseball fan and you like the romantic comedy kind of stuff, well, yeah, it's not bad. It's better than a lot of most other romantic comedies that I've seen. Oh, That's yeah. for damn sure. Um um but it's not something that you have to rush out and then watch and then show all your friends and then memorize dialogue from and then proclaim it one of the best movies ever made, one of the 
the best baseball movies ever made, one of the best sports movies ever made. It's not any of those things. It's a, it's an enjoyable film. It's an enjoyable film, and it's got one of the most beautiful women in the world. Huh? And and you get to see her have sex with Kevin Costner. <laughs> Can I reverse my review now? <laughs> <laughs> I don't recommend it. Don't ever watch it. Oh, and by the way, there's no nudity, so don't don't get all excited yeah. if you think you're going to be seeing her all naked all over the place. I mean, you get to see them have have sex on bed and on the floor and in a bathtub and on a kitchen table, <sighs> but you never see any nudity, right? No, no. not even Millie. Millie, you don't even see naked. That's the true. only naked thing you see is Tim Robbins' butt. <laughs> so Tim Robbins' butt fans out there highly recommend. But for everybody else, I recommend it. But it's not like nah. right, Steve. <laughs> right? Yeah. Don't you don't feel like you have to run right out and see it. Whew, okay. All right, Steve. Let's recommend something else. Okay. You want to recommend something else? Eh, I don't know. I mean, we do it every time. I guess I probably should have thought of it. You did. What? Oh wait, I did. No, I did. <laughs> um. Well, I mean, the problem with recommending movies based on a baseball movie is that all the other good baseball movies are kind of, you know, already super Mm -hmm. well-known. So it's difficult to choose. But I have chosen another well-known baseball movie Mm -hmm. that I don't think we recommended last time. We may have. But with the Bad News Bears. But who cares? Yeah. Who gives a shit? Just go watch it. Um, (laughs) Recommend the Bad News Bears. Do it. Yeah, who cares? It's it's a great movie. Seriously, listen to our review of it. I dare Uh, you to do it. (laughs) (laughs) Shut up, Spalding. Go back to Crash. He still needs you. Have you seen him lately? We're separated. Um, (laughs) It didn't work out between us. I caught him fingering a Rawlings baseball. Um, no, my, my my recommendation is one of the, really one of the, the only two movies I could think of to recommend because they're two of the most famous baseball movies ever. Um, and it's either one or the other. So I'm going to recommend the other Kevin Costner movie, which is Field of Dreams. Okay. Um, I mean, and it's going to be our baseball movie next year when we do our baseball show. But well, okay. we, we, well then, then that's what we'll do. <laughs> I mean... Whatever. We'll do Field of Dreams next time, but I just think it's I just think it's a good movie, and it's a I think it's a better Kevin Costner movie. It is than uh, Bull Durham, and I think it gives Costner more of an opportunity to play a little bit. You know, there are some really funny scenes where he gets to you know do some comic work and does a pretty good job. And you know, mm-hmm. Ray Liotta, James Earl Jones, Amy Madigan, great mm-hmm. cast. Uh, and you know, if if you're someone who is a total sucker for baseball movies where it's all lyrical and poetic and it's like a fable about how beautiful baseball is, this movie will be like a porn movie to you it is uh and that's why i like it except what comes out of your body at the end of this porn is tears yeah exactly <laughs> oh, they're playing catch <laughs> exactly um so yeah that's my recommendation field of dreams which i'm sure most people listening to this have seen already but watch it again yeah do it's it. a good movie i command you yeah <laughs> If you watch it, they will come. Okay, my recommendation, um, once again, for uh, a movie that came out the same year as uh, Bull Durham and is also related to the movie that we're watching, is kind of a 180 from the yay baseball kind of movie that we've been doing. And that movie is Eight Men Out. Yes, (laughs) great movie. And that is a sports drama about probably the darkest time in Major League Baseball's history, mm. which covers the Black Sox scandal. Now, non-baseball fans are like, there were a Black Sox? No. Um, <laughs> Just shut up and listen. You see, the Chicago White Sox were a team, and then a bunch of them, because they were getting paid shit by the owner and treated badly, went, fuck the owner, and uh, colluded with gamblers and gangsters, well, mostly gamblers, mm. to throw the World Series on purpose. <laughs> And eventually 
eventually eight of them were brought up on charges, including Chulish uh, Joe Jackson, and they were banned from ever playing baseball ever again. Yep. It's a really good movie. It's, you know, I, there's a reason why it's not that well known, and that is because it's one of those baseball movies for baseball fanatics. It's for people who love baseball. If you love baseball, you're probably going to wind up loving this movie, and it is mm-hmm. a really good movie, and it is an extraordinarily strong cast with some actors that I very much like. It was written and directed by John uh, John Sayles, and it stars uh, uh, John Cusack, Clifton James, Michael Lerner. Oh, Michael Lerner, you need more roles. <laughs> Christopher Lloyd, if you can believe that shit. Yeah. Charlie Sheen, where I don't want to bash him in the head with a baseball bat myself. David Strathairn. Yeah, How come man. he doesn't get more work? <laughs> I know he even won an Oscar. Uh, what more do you have to do? And D.B. Sweeney is Shrewless Joe. It's a, it's a great movie, and uh, it's a, a take on baseball that you don't usually see in baseball films, and that is kind of the darker side of baseball. If someone, I think if someone eventually makes a movie about uh, about juicing yeah. or steroid use or something like that, that'll, that'll probably be comparable to this, because this a lot of people consider this the worst part, because it's basically a betrayal of baseball. All of their fans, everybody. This hurt baseball bad. And, um... So, yeah, eight men out. Yeah, Go see it if you like baseball. Or if you want to see how baseball almost died. Yeah, if you want. <laughs> it's not, that's not an exaggeration. This it's nearly, true. Nearly killed baseball as, as if, the sport. If Babe Ruth hadn't come along and started whacking home runs. And being drunk and fondling and, women out on the field. Everybody loves that. Yeah, everyone, oh, there's Babe with his pants off. <laughs> What's he Just doing? Shaking his junk at the umpire. Oh, what a great role model. <laughs> Hi, Babe. Everybody loves the Babe. <laughs> All right, that's it. <laughs> we need you to guys... say what we're doing next. We need to say what we're doing next. No, that's it. We're done. No. Oh, yeah, we do. Hey, guys, we're going to do another review soon. <laughs> and it's going to be in October, and you know what that means. <laughs> I got to break out the super scary voice. <laughs> Ooh, kids. <laughs> next month is October. And last year, they thrashed Dracula, which I was in, and I thought was a pretty good movie. But Steve said it was bad, and Jason said it was bad. And I put a gypsy curse on both of them, (laughs) so that they now have to do scary movies all through October. And what is the scary movie that they're going to be doing first in October? (laughs) We're going to dip back into the universal horror grab bag, and we're going to pull out another universal horror classic. Oh, the... Abbott and Costello meet the mummy? Yeah. No, did we tell you already? Abbott and Costello meet the Boston Strangler. <laughs> Abbott! <laughs> <laughs> That's off, the bud. darkest fucking thing we've ever done. Yeah. Well, you said Boston Strangler. I just went to the obvious place. Um... Where... <laughs> Where Lou Costello is strangled. <laughs> Try doing a who's on first. Shut up, now, Lou! I'm trying to read. <laughs> and then nothing. <laughs> um, no. What actually, am I gonna do now? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not funny. Um, I'm abusive. I'm <laughs> we're not doing that. Um, oh, then what's the scary movie? Is it the, the creature from the Black Lagoon orders French fries? Yes. Pretty sure that's a movie. Yeah, it's probably one. You know, they were bringing it dry by the end there. Um, no, actually, we're going to do one of the other classic uh, originals, which is the classic uh, James Whale-directed Colin Clive and Boris Karloff starring Frankenstein. That cocksucker! <laughs> 
He's not fit to smell my shit. So if you guys want to know if Frankenstein is super scary, then you'll watch the movie before we review it so that you'll get all the jokes. Mm-hmm. And you can disagree with us. Hey, Steve, we need to come up with a special spooky name for the show during October. Ooh, what do you want to call it? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Late creeping. <laughs> or maybe we don't change anything. It's like late as in the late Steve Shives. Oh, because dead people are scary. Oh, so scary, kids. <laughs> I can't get out yeah, of maybe, the accent. Maybe we just do the whole thing in spooky voices. Help me, Steve. <laughs> I'm going to do this forever. Come back to me, Jason. Think of Susan Sarandon. Oh, Come that back to did me. it. Snap oh, out of it. Oh, thank goodness. So that's it. And hey, you guys disagree with us? Do you, do, you, do, you, do you not agree with us? That's the same thing. Do you guys not, not agree <laughs> with us? Either way, fuck Does that off. Make it, <laughs> do you guys agree with us? Disagree with us? Whatever. Let us know down in the comment section. If you guys are like, hey, boring guys who like this boring sport, stop doing special shows about it because we hate it. Let us know that too. Also, um, if you guys have a movie that you would like to recommend to us for us to review, please do so. Um, we've gotten a few uh, recommendations that are great, and we're definitely going to be doing them at some point, right, Steve? Absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, thanks, you guys, for uh, tuning in once again listening to two old men who are old before their time talk about a sport that no one cares about anymore. Ah, yeah. And, <laughs> and uh, go see a movie this week. Oh, I didn't even say my name. I am Jason Harding. I'm so lost. I've got Dracula and Susan Sarandon in my head. I can't even close out the show right. That sounds hot. Stop it. Don't know. I don't need that. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. What? You just want me to flip the garter like this? (laughs) (laughs) All right. Until next time, this has been Jason Harding, and go see a movie this week. And this has been Steve Shives. The rose goes in the front, big guy. What? What? The, how do you rose. know? I'm, how did you know I was wearing garters while doing? I wear garters every podcast, dude. Well, I, yeah, and I saw you were putting them on wrong. What? Wait a around. minute. Rose how are you front. on camera? You know I like to dance around before I do the podcast with the garters on. Right. Right. Well, I and hacked your webcam. Why did you do sorry, that? Was I not supposed to do that? I'm sorry. That's kind of an invasion of privacy. Uh, all your rules. I can't well, not recommend. I can't hack your webcam. I mean, come on. But seriously, I, just turn it around. It looks okay. weird like that. All right, I'll do it. Can I ask you a question, though? Yeah, sure. Did you like what you saw? Oh, yeah. Late Seating is a Lemmy Listen podcast production featuring Steve Shives and Jason Harding. Music by Kevin McLeod. Produced by Jason Harding. You can find more Lemmy Listen podcasts at our website at www.lemmylistenpodcasts.com. You can also find us on Facebook, SoundCloud, and iTunes under Lemmy Listen. Please like and leave a review. And thanks for listening. This show is a listener-supported podcast. If you would like to contribute as little as $1 a month to help fund this podcast, please visit our website at www.lemmylistenpodcast.com and click on the Patreon logo. If you can't, or just don't want to, no biggie.